Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. And now it's time to... Hey! Hey! Come here. I said, come here. Jason! Recycle. We, I don't, I think like most of these, Mm -hmm. this is how we started. Me talking right now is starting. Just us just saying things, words, you know, thoughts, meditations. This is why we have musical intros. This is why we do that. Yeah, this is why we pre-record them because uh, we never remember how any show starts or finishes. Look, we're, we're very old. Yeah. And, and also, you know, we're, we're, we're precision instruments. We get in, we get out. We don't have a lot of time to dilly-dally Tom. with intros and outros. Yeah. Tom, do you think we're with the kids? Mm. Do you think the kids are into us? Hey, if you're, if you're young, let us know. If you're a youth, yeah, leave us a comment and let us know. If you're a youth, yeah, that would be, that would be real cool. We'd yeah. feel real cool. We'd feel pretty hip, you know? Even if you're the least cool young person, yeah, that's still cooler than us, right? Probably by yeah, like by the no, rules yeah. of aging, by, by the rules of, of of cool and aging, the cool rules. Yeah, like if we went to a a high school party, we would be the <laughs> least example. cool people there. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we um, would have the lowest social capital uh, of the entire yeah. party. As we should. That's, Deservedly that's the world so. Working. No, yeah, that's not. Yeah. 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 Um, welcome to re- Reboot, yeah. <laughs> Reuse, Recycle. Welcome to whatever uh, the hell this show is. I'm one of your hosts, David Bell. I'm another host, uh, Tom Ryman. And let me just give a shout out here real mm-hmm. quick. Let, yeah. me, let me dick around in my notes. Even though uh, it's Dr. DNA, folks. Dr. Dr. DNA. DNA. Thank you so much, Dr. DNA, Woo. for doing this show. Uh, we're sorry there was a bit of a hiatus, uh, well, uh, but now... you know. Yeah, but now we're back, baby! We're back, baby! Um, and we are, we are continuing on. We're chugging along. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I really we're enjoy doing this We're lurching along. We, I've said this in another one. Like, it is occurring to me. I really enjoy doing all the, all the things uh, that we've been asked to. In this case, Dr. DNA was like, I would like a show mm-hmm. where you watch the original... And then the remake of a film, yeah, and you could pair the two, and if and it's like when when we get requests like that, it's like, well, shoot, I was going to do this anyway, exactly. And if you guys remember uh, episode three, which was a couple months ago, we watched the Amityville Horror, yes, from nineteen seventy nine, mm-hmm. um, with uh, who's in that? James Brolin, Mar- uh, James Margot Brolin. Kidder. Thank you. I almost yeah, said Lois Mary Lane. Lou Henner, though that's not right. <laughs> right. So naturally, we are now watching the Amityville Horror 2005. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we got we got some sections to go through. We got yeah. plot differences. Um, yeah. Then we're gonna go move on to people comparison, where we compare the cast, performance contrast, where we talk about the actual movie, uh, the way it's uh, executed. Purpose, evolution, where we talk about what if there was any evolution to the purpose of the film, and mm. then payoff, 
Uh, which film is better? Sometimes we won't want to compare them. I have a feeling we will this time. We might. Um, we may. Yeah. Uh, we may. Comparisons we, we might. might occur. I'll just say this at the top of it. Uh-huh. 2005 was not a good time for horror. 2005 was not a good time for movies. Yeah, that's true. The mid-aughts are a real wasteland. Uh, you know, and there's it, there's obviously, there's always exceptions, but uh, like 2004 to 2006 are some real dark times for it, movies. Uh, films, yeah, films, films during this era felt like they were anti-movies. Like they were like refusing to do the things movies do. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to get into that about this movie because this felt like a movie that refused to be a horror movie. Uh, that like had opportunities to be a horror movie and then missed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll get into that. But first, uh, let's talk about the plot differences. What is different between this film and the original film? And if people remember, the original film is about a family who moved into a house for like, God, how much was it? I wrote it down. 28 days. $80,000. Oh, yeah, $80,000. Um, they only stay there yeah. for 28 days because it's the house... Yeah. Where a mass murder took place, the DeFeo killings, where a guy uh, killed his entire family as they slept in their beds because he said voices told him to do it. Right. And it turns out that there's a little, just a little gateway to hell in the basement. Well, Um, depending on which movie you're watching, that gate to hell varies greatly in size. Yeah, Uh, that's fair. (laughs) Uh, And... um, well, we're talking about the first movie. That's true. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about the first. Yeah, there's, and, there's, and, there's, and the it's, it's like a little slowly, cubby. It's like a cubby hole to hell. It's like Harry Potter's room under the stairs to hell. Yeah, um, the the family slowly gets haunted. Like a series of accidents happen. Uh, a priest shows up, makes the the famous get out scene. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 he continues Dad to get slowly, his, his holy ass beat. Even, yeah. You remember, like, even for, like on the other side of town, the house is still, like, yeah, yeah, the demon his is ass. still <laughs> following him, kicking him in the shins. Fucking yeah. beating his goddamn ass. Yeah. It's like, I they, will um, teach you for coming into my goddamn house, <laughs> trying to bless my haunted house. Um, The dad starts going a little wonky. He goes little crackers, little soda crackers. Yeah. And if I recall the ending. They, they get covered in goo. The dad actually kind of snaps out of it from what I remember. He's he not, does. He doesn't go... No, he doesn't actually ever... That's... We'll get into that. Um, but That's he a difference. Big yes. difference. But in the original, he doesn't ever go Jack Torrance on his family. Yeah. Like, it, it really starts to push toward that direction. And then, like, the last night, like, a pig shows up. Wild shit starts happening. The how it's like a I don't know it, it just gets way haunted and the whole family gets out of there he has to go back in falls into the gate to hell yep. uh, has to heroically save the dog and then they just drive away yeah and then the text says and they like left to another state yeah they didn't <laughs> they didn't like, even come back for their stuff yeah and it's like yep that makes sense so now all right so now we have the 2005 remake and what what is different. Uh, the movie's immediately different. They don't, like, the, um, I, I definitely want to get into the flashback of the guy killing his family, but I want to, I don't know, there's nothing, like, plot different about that. No. Um, no, it's, but the it's, sa- it's the same, well, it's not exactly the same. They create an additional wrinkle of a little sister that escaped into a closet because they want to do Creepy Ghost Girl. 
Right, and then he shoots her in the closet. Mm-hmm. Um, that girl is later seen hanging. Uh, yeah, which hanging in the bedroom because it's because it's scary. Dave. <laughs> she it's never spooky. got hung. Yeah. She never got hung. I had to like think back. I was like, did I miss a part? No. Um. Anywho, it's it's, uh, it's it's literally just her doing the Beetlejuice thing of like trying to scare yes! him by doing something grotesque. Yeah. Um. So it starts. Amityville, the original, started with the family showing up. This starts for some reason at their previous house, um, which seems fully furnished. They don't seem like someone who's moving, but whatever. Um, and it starts with them waking up. Ryan Reynolds. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know who plays the wife. Melissa George. Oh, okay. Good for her. Melissa George. Um, and we we get this extra added detail that Ryan Reynolds isn't the kid's father. That's not in the original, right? No, it's 100% in the original. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember them talking about it much. He's not... Okay, so she's... She is a young mom. Already has three kids. Uh, it's it's part of the it's part of a source of tension in both movies. Is that George is not the father, right? And he's there's a little bit of tension between him and the kids because he's not their real dad. And then there's a little bit of tension between him and Kathy uh, because he's basically entering into a relationship where there's already three kids who are wow not grown kids but they're I super old don't enough, remember that they're old enough to like you know give him the you're not my real father argument. it's it's you know it's there's tension because it's a lot to step yeah into. but they don't lean on it a lot in the original right not I as assume, not because as much. i don't remember not as much yeah, they there's le- not they really lean on it in this i feel like they i feel like they create a little bit more tension between him and the oldest kid in this mm-hmm. movie um, there's more, there's more of a antagonistic relationship between him and they have like a young teenager in this remake. Right. So yeah, we, we start the family at their old house. Um, we get this extra scene. Um, then they, then they show up at the house. Um, it, that scene's not too much different. Right? Yeah. I was going to say it might be. It might be better if we just kind of go through what's different because the broad strokes. Of the I film, thought I thought that opening scene was different. That they they don't the original film they just are at the house. That's the first time we see the family. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's important that they they added this weird extra scene before. Um, yeah. The houses look identical. That's the most identical part. I think the the um, everything looks the kitchen the the bedroom yeah. even down to the specific like speckled mirror. Like the, the only the thing house looks, looks almost identical, yeah. Yeah, the basement looks different. The basement, other is very than that, different, yeah. And then they, they um, add like a whole fucking evil pilgrim church with jail cells <laughs> beneath the house. Somehow. Yes, that is the twist. Is that, that is that that's some, the major difference. Was there was there a big portal to hell? Did I blank out for the portal to hell? No, he busts, all I what saw, happens. What happens in this version is it's just a weird tiny cubby hole in the original beneath the stairs yeah. in the basement that has like this pool of like icor or what it's like just black goo and this one he busts through the wall and it's this whole underground uh torture like avatar yes. like it's this it's this like Something evil church would... and then there's torture cells it's like a fucking city down there it's the it's the big thing is they 
in the original they're like yeah it's a portal to hell and it's like that's all we need this one they're like add this elaborate lore where yeah, yeah someone was like using the house to conduct weird experiments it was like a Nazi guy we learned he was experiments. like a yeah he's like a weird puritanical preacher who was torturing native americans in the name of converting them to christianity or whatever right. it's it's it, don't it, know why we needed that well it perfectly describes both this movie and horror movies of the time where it was yeah. not even just horror movies just kind of movies of the time where they're like any remake that came out around this era was like well let's take obviously the way to make it better is to make it bigger and louder and more obvious and that's just yeah. this entire movie yes <laughs> um the priest doesn't come right away the priest comes later an hour in priest comes as much opposed later to, yeah yeah the original the priest this is so inefficient <laughs> um in the original a priest shows up and the nun and they say what's happening yeah um in this they don't the par- the parents like have to figure it out then they go to a priest and the priest has to be like convinced to go it's this um, the the main difference uh, well i keep saying the main difference but well i want to okay okay no no finish your thought all right the the main difference uh, i think between how this remake unfolds and how the original movie unfolds is the original movie was v- was much more split uh it follows george a little bit but it follows kathy more uh because that's, cr- that's, that's the true. more that's the more tense viewpoint because she's already in a position where she feels like she has to be divided to both continue to be a mom and control her kids, but also be a a wife to George. And she wants those two sides to balance. So she's already kind of tense and struggling to keep this balancing act. And then as George starts to unravel, uh, it becomes scary. So it makes sense that the movie follows her more. And then also we have a third thread with the priest. Like the priest is a major character in the original movie. Yeah. He's only in two scenes in this remake. Yeah, he comes and goes, and now, boy does he go. Yeah, boy does he go. Yeah, the, this movie, the remake, follows George almost exclusively, and I think that's what that's its first and probably its biggest mistake. Even well, even bigger only than f- the loud obviousness of it. It only follows him unless it needs a scare. Exactly, where a kid gets up and goes to the bathroom. Um, it's it's motivated by whatever the most obvious scares we can do. Yeah. They so instead of being a slow burn, they give us thirty seconds of a montage after they move in uh, from an old camera. Mm-hmm. As you texted me to point out, it's like day one that flashes the title like, card day one, and then it shows this yeah this home movie montage of them moving in that makes it look like. Normally, the the purpose of employing a technique like that is to convey the passage of time, so it makes you feel like they've been there for a while and have moved in, right. but the title card says day one. I think they did. I think they wanted to have their cake and eat it, too, because they knew the original film is a, is a slower burn. Yes. this they, they It's like they wanted that, but they didn't have time to actually have right, the characters. Because this movie is 89 enjoy. minutes. This is 89 exactly. minutes long. So it's a 30-second montage of home videos that apparently happened in a day. Yeah. And they're like, so they've settled in. Yeah. All right, movie continues. Yeah, it's like, like, right after that montage, is. like all their furniture is there. It's, yep. it's very unclear because as, as you pointed out, it doesn't look like they're moving out in that first scene that we see of them in their first house. And then later on when they have the scene, when they redo the scene with the babysitter uh, where she gets trapped in the closet, um, 
she explains she tells them the story of the family that lived there before and how they all got murdered and she's like she was they were murdered in these beds so they imply that they're using the family's furniture that was already there right so where do they not own any furniture like did, did they in their previous i don't know it's a stupid thing to focus on but it's weird well, there's a lot of stupid things to focus on um, yeah, they, they wanted to just push them into this house. Yeah. They didn't want to make it. So, And the reason why is because unlike the original, um, I, I did a count 17 minutes in, we start seeing ghosts. Um, and, it's, it, it, it's, and it's one of the big differences is the ghosts uh, are there like we see them. Uh, we The little girl talks about them. And Although I think the girl talked about them in the original too. She but she does, but we never see, see we never see them. The only thing we see is that pig. Yes, um, um, everything <laughs> starts getting immediately creepy. Yeah, and um, the, the ghosts, the ghosts are lit like characters. Yes, they, we'll talk about that. Okay. We'll talk, we'll, we'll, we'll. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. To, I'm trying not. I'm trying to gloss over some okay, things okay. about yeah, this so, movie. So like, but that is a difference. The ghosts yeah. are present very quickly and immediately. Also, the little girl, uh, hit girl, yeah, uh, Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz is, uh, I guess, killing it in this. As as far as chi- little children go, yeah, she's fine. Uh, she keeps getting into disastrous situations <laughs> right. that I don't believe were in the original either. No, she the ghost the ghost who cl- she claims is like not going to hurt her also seems to want to hurt her. Yeah, that's um, uh, it, the device of the little girl that they both want us to feel sorry for and also be terrified of. It's very unclear. Yeah. It's again very unclear. It's the characters behave and become whatever the movie needs them to be in a specific scene in order to right. be a, a, a mid-2000s horror movie. So like, Yeah, she says, yeah. like, don't worry, Jody likes you, Mommy. She won't hurt you. And it's like, she likes you, and she kept trying to kill you. Yeah, she's kid. trying to kill you twice. Like, it's... Yeah. yeah. They find her in the boathouse holding a red balloon that I don't know where she got that. Nope. Uh, Never explained. And, yeah, <laughs> and then she... um try she's almost going to drown and then later she goes on the roof mm-hmm. um and is like jody wants to show me something and jumps off the roof and ryan reynolds catches her at the last minute well the mom does well, the mom and then ryan does, reynolds and comes in with an assist it's it's um, like maybe one of the only good bits of tension in the film is is that yeah sequence. But not it's not horror tension. It's like no, action it's tension. action tension. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just decently staged. <laughs> um, oh yeah, for sure. But like, Michael Bay was a producer. Y- yeah, yeah. So it also brings, the, which I'm sure we'll talk about, the infamous. Uh, he really does put this eight year old girl on top of a roof. Yes, uh, they, yeah. that's a thing that this production did. I, I talked about it in an article a while ago. The only time in the behind the scenes of any movie I've seen Michael Bay nervous, it was this scene. Yeah, um, it was Michael Bay. For the first time in his career, look, looking at this girl on the roof and thinking, maybe I went too far. Yeah. <laughs> maybe this, maybe this is a bad idea. Which is kind of, it's kind of nice that Michael Bay drew, drew the line at a child. That was basically what happened. Was he, he did was it like, though. They still well, he filmed did it. it. He still filmed it. And yes. They still filmed it with that little girl standing on this roof. She had. They had like they had safety shit. I, I know, but it. <laughs> I know. I know. Old girl on a roof. I know. She does most of her own stunts in. I know. And and it's wild to me that she started 
doing them at like eight. Uh, that's so weird. She's like a stunt child. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her, I guess. Sure. Um, Good for her parents. <laughs> Yeah, good for yeah, the that's parents. It. Like her parents looked at that and were like, "Yeah, that's fine." <laughs> yeah, I see no problem with this. It's Michael Bay, right? And then Michael Bay's in the corner, like, "I don't know if this is safe." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no, oh no!" <laughs> that man over there made bad boys, and he's not sure if it's safe. <laughs> he's not sure if it's safe. Oh. Uh, um, it's this movie does. It's basically it does everything it can to front load the big scares and raise the stakes by just making everything bigger and more and louder. So yes, it and puts we see everyone in ludicrous danger. It, it shoves ghosts in your face. It makes Ryan Reynolds, Jack Torrance out on his family almost immediately, but he's so manic about it that the severity of his Jack Torrance-ness will ebb and flow regularly, sometimes in the middle of a scene. Yes, and it made it so when it would say, like, day 15, I'd be like, fucking what? Yeah, it's like, like I kept really, forgetting. There's no sense of escalation because he will escalate and de-escalate within the same scene constantly. Yeah, he's a, he immediately loses his mind. Yeah. Um, the Even the babysitter smoking weed with this, like, belly shirt who seems to want to fuck. It seems like she wants um, to fuck this 13-year-old. Like, even she's over the top. But yeah, yeah, she shows up just DTF. Now, you remember, and that character in the original is just like a normal, like a like a mousy 15-year-old with a retainer. Right. Like it's, Which is what they should have, that right. character no, it's, should it's be. A, it perfectly uh, is a perfect uh, way to describe this movie. It perfectly describes this movie, the fact that they took this, this babysitter character whose only function is to get locked in the closet for a scare. Uh, and just fucking sexed her out in the most obvious mid-2000 way. Yes. That is something I wanted to talk about uh, probably later, but nobody looks like they exist in the 70s. No, hell no. Um, like they, they, the they, wife has, like, streaks in her hair, like, blonde they, highlights. They start <laughs> at like, first, like, at first they do an okay job, like, uh, in a couple of scenes, like Ryan Reynolds is even wearing like the same wardrobe or like an imitation right. of the same wardrobe as James Brolin. But then, like as the movie goes on, he's wearing like collared shirts with thermal undershirts, and it's like that's right. not the that's not the look. They also <laughs> just don't look. Yeah, they they don't style them. Not like no, the they don't. Like the oldest kid has shaggy hair, but it's not seventies shaggy. It's two thousand yeah. shaggy. It's Fallout Boy shaggy. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you guys are you're not it's getting like the details gonna, right. Yeah, like put put a little fucking a little effort bit in. of effort here. Come on. Um, the uh, the babysitter ends up being the exposition more than the priest. Um, the priest does get show up later. Um, this is the I love best that scene. Yes. <laughs> it'll, 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 uh, first of all, I just want to note that like she goes. <sighs> She, they, when Ryan Reynolds gets almost drowned in the tub by a ghost, they go to a doctor. Um, then when the girl almost jumps off the roof, she goes to a priest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe bring the girl to a doctor. <laughs> like, yeah. wouldn't that be the thing? It's just, it, again, it's the characters do anything we w- they need them to do. So she goes to the priest later. Yeah. Um, new different scene wood chopping scene the weird wood chopping scene 
where Ryan Reynolds to show that he's gone insane is making his kid hold the wood while he chops it. That's not a, but like, that's you not a bad instinct for us to convey that, that tension in a yes. scene. Here's the thing. Yeah. Why do you need to hold the wood? It stays perfectly still if you don't well, that's, hold it. That's the, that's the point. Like, I know that's the point. Like he doesn't but, need to hold it. He's making him do it because it's scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. It's just a weird And it's a, it's a thing yeah. that uh, an unhinged person might do to flex on a on a teenage boy and also potentially I figured, harm him with an axe. Yeah, I think it would have been better honestly if it came from a point of logic where it's like I need your assist on this and then it's scary and he I don't know. Cuz I kept asking like why are you doing this in the first place? it's just like i like it better when it comes from like going to like the shining where it's like he's mad at danny for going in the room um it's not logical because he's ignoring what happened to danny um in in that scene Mm -hmm. so but you like i like it better when it seems like it's motivated from logic but it's not logical if that makes sense so like him just being like, all right, kid, hold this wood while I chop it. I just want to scare you. Like I, I don't know. I wish it came more. It's, it was terror. It's it's him terrorizing him. But I see. What, yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. Um, so <laughs> finally we get to the get out scene. The oh, scene. Uh, the the famous scene. The iconic where, if scene you remember, of the original film that they push. Yeah. In, they push into like the last twenty minutes of this version. Yes. And in the original film, it's a series of the flies start slowly showing up. The priest is in the room. It's all in the priest's performance. He is disturbed by something. He feels a presence. There's a lot of the original Amityville is like no effect besides an actor just doing a good job, you know? And slow zooms. And then, yeah. And then it slow zooms. He gets covered in flies. They start doing zooms on the flies. Mm -hmm. Um, And the tension builds. And then it, it cuts to this wide shot of the door slowly opening um and then the priest looks up and then if you remember all the sound cuts out of the scene he gets this disturbed look and then you hear get out um and then he fucking gets out it's a it's a classic scene in a horror film oh, it repeats twice but yeah yes like the really over the top yeah. version that's kind that's kind of funny but like you know, but it's, it's still it's a classic scene. It, yeah, it's, it's well it's, constructed. It's very well constructed. Yeah, it's 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 very subtle. It uses it uses techniques to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. like like super close ups of the flies. Like it, it's right. like really grotesquely detailed close ups, and then it's Rod Steiger like coughing, sweating, all these flies. It's these really tight shots. It's designed to make you uncomfortable, and then all the sound drops out, and it fucking a ghost yells at you. It's great. Yeah. So what happens in this one? <laughs> so you had prepared me, because I've seen this movie once before when it came out in the theaters, and you had prepared right. me. It's like, I am very excited for you to get to the get out scene, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> so going into it, as we've said, this movie from top to bottom is very much a mid-aughts horror movie and that everything is big, loud, and obvious. So of course, I knew that the get out scene was going to be big, loud, and obvious in some way. I still never would have predicted what it actually does. Yes. <laughs> It, uh, the priest hears a noise from the vent. <laughs> he like gets up on a chair. This old man, 
it's Philip, it's like it's Philip Baker old Hall. Man. Philip Baker Hall, if you if you know that actor. Yeah. Uh, that's who it he, is. So uh, frame that guy in your mind. He gets real close to the vent, sticks his little head. Right <laughs> he the sticks vent. his little face in there. And the vent explodes with flies. Uh, it's like if if he was punched by flies. Right. And he goes, whoa, and falls. <laughs> it's a fly bazooka that hits yeah. him in the face and launches him. I don't know, 15 feet in the air. <laughs> he falls on his back. I laughed so hard when this happened. And that's it. That's the yeah, entire that's scene. If you, oh man, tip for filmmakers. <laughs> if you're seen, if you're a remake of a very like classic horror scene, uh, instead makes people burst into laughter, you've you fucked up. You really he, fucked up. The whole that, that happens scene, is a cloud of flies punches him in the head. Yeah. Like they they're sitting around like what's scarier? Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. They did that like scene. A it was million scary. flies. And what if but the like, flies? What if we did more flies? That's such a Michael Bay. Like that's the South yeah. Park Michael Bay, where it's like it's just a cloud of flies just because of crash, like right in its face, like brah, and he just yeah, knocks exactly. him off the chair, like rah. And it really sums up this movie yes. is that the lack of subtlety yeah. where they're like, what if they literally punch him in the face with flies? This is a, this movie Isn't that is as scary? subtle as a bus accident. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the big ending, of course, is different. The lore is different. The torture room. Um, I, Oof, I sort movie, of blanked this out. This movie big, flies off the rails in the last yeah. uh, 15 minutes. It happens real fast. Yes, it's very abrupt. All of a sudden. So, you know, there was just kind of like a genuine general creepiness of Amity, the original Amityville. They don't. I don't think they ever really describe. There's like some vague, like there were rituals. It was built on poison yeah. ground, et cetera, et cetera. This movie very abruptly uh, drowns you with a bunch of lore about this weird pilgrim Abraham Lincoln looking motherfucker who lived in the basement of this house 300 years ago and murdered a bunch of Native Americans, uh, cut his own throat. For some reason, I guess because the puritanical FBI was coming for him. I don't. Yeah. Um, so Ryan Reynolds bursts open the part in the wall. And we're in the original. This was the scene where it's just like, you know, the tiny goo pool. It's this entire labyrinth. Like the like Cyclopean underground like tables, city. Yeah. yeah. Like tables. There's a there's a, a chapel. There's yeah. cells. There's a torture like, how room. How did the city not know about this? Right. This is like a fucking warren. Like there's a whole. There's a yeah. city down there. It's like fucking city of embers. They do one of the only good narrative things, and I don't even mean it as good. It's smart. Is they intercut him looking at it with the wife doing the, what was in the original, the research yeah. scene. So they show her researching the things to put them in context as, as he he's sees seeing them. them. Yeah. And I was like, that's smart, I guess. It's efficient. Uh, It's efficient. I will give them credit for the efficiency of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, They don't do the thing where Ryan Reynolds looks just like the other guy. Yes. Instead, it's he, a phrase, which I super forget. Catch him and kill him. Catch him and kill him. And then for some reason, that's fine. Like, on its face, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. Because him looking exactly the same is a bit like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's an it's a fine shorthand. Like, I mean, we're gonna go over this again. But if you remember, if you listen to the previous episode, like, I don't think 
we didn't decide that the original Anleyville is like a particularly good movie. No, we didn't. Um, but, <laughs> but spoilers, like, it's a masterpiece compared, compared to, this. to this piece of shit. Um, yeah. But, so just so having a phrase is just as it's a little it's a little more believable, but it serves the same function just to efficiently convey that this the house does this to whoever is there. Right. Um, but for some reason, they decided we needed the extra level of connection that evil pilgrim uh, Solomon Kane, Abraham Lincoln, motherfucker. His name yeah. is Reverend Ketchum. Right, like Pokemon. Very kid. smart. Like Pokemon's smart. Ash Ketchum. Yeah. So it's uh. So now we say, oh, so that's why he says catch him and kill him. It's yeah, like, it's well, catch it could, him with a he could have just said catch him and kill him. It didn't have yeah. to be his name. Yeah. In fact, it's weirder and makes less sense that it's his name. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, it's spelled with a K. It's with a, it's and it's catch like, him. Catch what him. does that mean? Yeah. Um. They go through the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I sort of blanked out, uh-huh. and then I looked, and last thing I, next thing I knew, the movie had ended. Yeah, because <laughs> it was such an underwhelming um, finale to the movie. Well, I yeah, she, it, they run away, they run around. There's ghosts. Yeah, and Kathy she races, knocks them off the roof. Yeah, well, no, the kid knocks him off the roof. Okay. Yeah, it's like the completion of that arc, I guess, is that he finally, the 13-year-old boy has been bullied by Ryan Reynolds the whole movie, finally fights back and hits him in the face of the pipe. Nice. But yeah, it's it's Kathy comes home from the library, George, uh, Jack Torrance is out for a little bit and chases him through the house, which is an escalation that does not happen in the original film. Yeah. So for the entirety of the climax, pretty much, George is the villain. He's the bad guy. Like he's trying to kill them, um, and they have. She has to incapacitate him by bashing his face with a gun, uh, and then they drag him on a boat and escape. I have a question. Uh-huh. The big difference is the boat. He also immediately snaps out of it, and because because of how much they made him escalate, that felt weird. Like he, yeah, they, it, he it, goes it like, escalates, go look at it as they leave. It escalates so dramatically that, like, I do not believe for a second that a she would not have shot him because he's yeah. a, he's about to murder her child with an axe. Yeah, and she's just like, I can't do it, even though he's been. They don't. They never connected them emotionally. No, in a way and that he's you're been like, horrible to them the entire. Yeah. Like he's been abusive and violent and intense and mean yeah. the entire movie, and now he's about to kill her son with an axe. And she's like, No, I'm going to knock him out. And then he comes to, and she knocks him out again and drags him on the boat. And it's like, I don't. They escalate him so much in this movie so that they can have their the shining ending uh yeah the fact that she doesn't kill him and more more than that she doesn't kill him that she drags him on the boat with with her children to escape is just like i don't yeah. believe any a of nice that. contained area yeah, in the middle like, of the water yeah uh, she like I, she there's yeah yeah i have a second question <laughs> yeah. and this is a legitimate question is anything wrong with the car i don't remember Okay, because I think they just it get felt on, like they did the they boat to be different. Yeah, but like take the car because he, think about the logistics of being on that boat. The credits roll. They then have to just circle back around. Right, they have to and go, go back get to the their same, car. Yeah, and they also <laughs> like, like we learn we learn in that scene where he's walking around uh, the 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 torture basement and she's reading in the library that there's like a bunch of 
bodies, like a bunch of this dude's murder victims are in the lake. So like they're still in a haunted ass lake. Yeah, you're right. You got to get yeah, away take, from the ghosts. Take the goddamn car. Yeah. Like it actually it actually ruins the ending of the original which is they drove off and they just left their shit there. Yeah. The way they do it on a boat means that logistically speaking they just can't. They have to go back to get to the, to the fucking car. Uh so like even that doesn't get done in this movie. Yeah. Um, just put them in the fucking car. It's not hard. Yeah, it's it's not a lot. It's not hard to do. Yeah. Should we move along to the people comparison? Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is where we compare the cast. Obviously, we have Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, who I actually think is a good choice. Yeah. He's fine. Um, I, I think had they directed him better... Um, the idea of him being kind of like he's still got his Van Wilder baby face in this. Yeah. Like for a couple of shots, he looks like Van Wilder. Um, I think that's a good starting point for someone who loses their mind. The problem is, of course, everything we talked about. It's not balanced. It's not consistent. Yeah. They, that said, Brolin is way better. Yeah, of course. He um, is. Yeah. When he like the way Brolin looks exhausted by the house. They just tell Ryan Reynolds to cough. You know what I mean? Yeah, they have just him like, be cold all the time and coughing. Yeah, and it's like it was so much cooler the way Brolin did it. It was which it's it's another thing about how this movie has to ha- has to make everything loud and obvious. Like it's yeah. Brolin is better because he's more understated. Right. I also feel like, and again, this isn't really this isn't on any of the actors, mind you. Um, like for example, the wife, uh, Melissa George. Like I said, her hair is like extremely two thousand. Right, she just looks like, they, like a woman from two thousand five. Yeah, but they also speak and act like people from two thousand five. Like they don't speak like they're in the seventies. And again, that's not on them. Yeah, uh, that's on the, the 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 lines that are put in their mouth. But their ex- their tone, everything, it just doesn't. Nobody's believable in this, and it. And it it could have been the actors, I guess, but that really falls to the director. The material's right? not there. The material's not there, and yeah, it's not it's not in the writing, and it's not in the in the direction. Like they're not being they're not being done any favors. Right. The director is Andrew Douglas, who, if you look at a picture of him, he looks like he could be Michael Bay's cousin, sure, um, or brother, or like he could he looks like he could be the guy that Michael Bay goes out to pick up women with. Like, he looks like a Michael Bay. Um, He does mostly music videos. And, in fact, this was his first movie. And I think pretty much his last. Um, Yeah, that that checks out. Yeah, he did something called You Want Me to Kill Him. The U being a U. The two being the number two. Uh, And this... Oof. This does not look good. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it looks it looks like real cheap way cheaper uh and then it's just um yeah it looks like music videos he did a couple episodes of mind hunter if you can believe that okay. uh, and that's it so yeah i i think uh this he, he showed up did amityville everybody was like okay never again <laughs> so so that's a hit against the movie too they got kind of a no-name director who i don't think knew what he was doing um uh yeah i mean i do you have anything to say about the cast it's just 
it's more like all these people are potentially fine had they been in a good movie yeah no it's it's a yeah it, it could have worked there's nothing wrong with the cast i don't think like this could have worked it's the same thing you would it's it's kind of a similar principle behind casting someone like james brolin for instance uh is is the idea it's it's kind of the reason part of the reason why i don't even though like nicholson's iconic in the shining i think he's kind of miscast because you don't trust him from the beginning yes he's immediately unhinged right because he's jack Jack Nicholson. nicholson but like you start with a james brolin or a ryan reynolds you start with a guy who's likable and then you have the house slowly drag him down it's just because everything about this movie is loud and obvious where brolin was looking more like like the gravity is just pulling him down and his face is drooping and his posture changes and he just looks exhausted they have ryan reynolds put in weird contacts and cough all the time yeah exactly Uh, and he's doing some of the exhaustion stuff where he seems uh weary but like because as we already mentioned it's like inconsistent within the scene like they'll have him be desperately trying to save the girl from the roof and then the very next instant he hates all of them yeah he he like yells at them and walks away yeah it's fucking weird yeah um and it doesn't work even if they were trying to make it like give you whiplash it doesn't work this is the writer of the machinist um who also Looks like Michael Bay used him to churn out these because he also wrote the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003. Uh, he wrote the 2010 The Crazies. Um, he went on to be a producer of The Haunting of Hill House and Bates Motel. So I think this person has seen more success later as a producer. Um, wrote, wrote Actually wrote an episode of The Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. So this just seems like at this time... This writer was Michael Bay knocking on his door like, I need you to remake another thing. I I think the biggest, what we miss here is having Kathy's perspective and the the priest's perspective. Because Kathy's not really given much to do until the end. So, like, Melissa George would have been fine. And she's good in those scenes where she's learning about the house and then also talking to the priest. And it's like, why would you come back? But it's like because the movie focuses so much on George and the movie is about George losing touch. It's like it, we really needed to focus on Kathy and we just don't. Yeah. So we don't get much out of this, this actress, even though she, there's nothing wrong with the actors or how they're cast. Nobody's miscast. Yeah. It's just the movie doesn't use it, them the way that it should. It, it comes down to this. All, all roads lead to Michael Bay. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I, th- I feel like had you, if he's the like he's the 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 load-bearing jenga piece that had we pulled him out it all would have collapsed but in a good way <laughs> you know like it would have collapsed and then we could rebuild better um because i'm sure he was you know he's on set as evidence from the behind the scenes so he seemed to be involved in this and like this was when that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was happening, where I remember these trailers where I kept groaning when I'd see Michael Bay's name, because I knew it would mean that he was about to wreck another remake. Um, he just seemed to like doing that during the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. And it's because movies were so unsubtle that he could he could do that. Um so yeah, I I don't know. I, I I think there's nothing wrong with the actors. Hell, even the director might have been uh good. Yeah, I I don't I kind of doubt that. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the writers, uh, th- you know, it is what it is. It's just, <sighs> just really sucks, Tom. It's a real bad movie. Yeah, it's a real piece. Do of we want to talk? Yeah, do we want to talk about the performance? Um, how the movie itself performs? I have a lot of notes for this. Sure, let's get into it. Because as we've already talked about, this is the least subtle movie ever. So. I want to talk about the opening scene where they show the dad shooting the family. Uh, they add whispering voices. I don't think there were whispering voices in the original. There might have been. Yeah. There's so many filters and flashing lights that I thought this. I thought I was going to have a medical emergency yes, watching it. This opening like, scene, everything. This was a real problem in the aughts. It, movies are getting a little bit better about it now, and they start to post yeah. warnings. But like this movie is strobing the fuck out for its entire prologue and it is aggressive like right. really aggressive <laughs> you know what it's not scary no <laughs> it's it's scary in a way where i felt kind of sick watching it because it was like yellow and stroby and, and it was just like it felt like i was getting pissed on by a clown like it just i hated it um and it was it was the wrong kind of anxiety it's creating where the problem is the movie not what's happening in the exactly movie. yeah yeah uh he says i love you jody to the girl and shoots her in the closet which felt dumb <laughs> remember the original where they just show the thing happening <laughs> yeah and they don't they don't like strobe you out it's just you know what's scary a guy shooting his family and they thought we have to make this scarier somehow so let's strobe the, the let's let's do a bunch of bullshit filters. Well, it and looks like the, awful. The original does the thing where you just kind of see that shows the house from the outside, and you see like the gun, the muzzle flashes in the different yes! windows. Way more <laughs> how, effective. How, Way how more great. effective. Yeah, how fucking great is that and again, compared to this? Again, like we mentioned earlier, like we didn't like we none of neither of us think the Amityville Horror original is a good movie. No, but it's of its time, and this this versus that is a reminder of how shitty the mid-2000s were compared to a time like the 70s. Yes. Where it's like, even this mediocre movie was a fucking work of art. Right, it was that. extremely mediocre. I mean, it's fine. It's a very mediocre yeah. film, but like, like, yeah, everything seems like a fucking master class compared to this goddamn yeah. thing. The house is immediately creepy. They never make it feel like a, a home. They, they, it's making all sorts of sounds when they're doing the tour. The music is... It's all these low-angle shots. Ominous music. This is as subtle as they get in the movie. Um, you compare it with the original where it's just a scene of someone giving a tour of a house. And then it, uh, it, and it, they, it'll jarringly... And they flash just, the murders. Yeah, they'll juxtapose yeah. it with shots of that same room as the murder is taking place. Yeah. The... Um, so the the first scare or the first ghost happened 17 minutes in. Ryan Reynolds is the, they're getting it on, mm-hmm. uh, and the girl is hanging. And again, the girl's never died from hanging. Um, she's making a face. They cut she's to like a the close face. It's it's the Gina Davis bit from Beetlejuice yes. where she's hanging. Is that and rips legitimately her face what's off. supposed to be happening? I don't know, but that's all I could think of. I laughed because again they they all right so. Not only do we see the ghosts in this movie, they're well lit and they get close-up shots, yes. which is the less, the least scary thing to do. 
instead in the original where it's like a little girl like i have an uh, an invisible imaginary friend and we get to just imagine that it's a ghost in this they just show her standing there with the daughter in various shots yep like she's just another kid and they don't make it scary you get sick of seeing her yeah uh it's she's not scary ever yeah and when she's doing that she's yeah she's making a, a a face of a girl pretending to be hanging. right like she, it's like a real like Bleh, i did like it's a real yeah tongue out scare obvious scary face I could, and it's just i couldn't yeah, yeah. it I really is tell just if the, the Gina girl Davis was bit. a bad actress or they yeah the ghost is a bad actress um i mean the girl is fine no, what I mean is that it looked like the face of someone who was doing yeah. a bad job pretending right, to be hanging. Right, yeah. I couldn't tell if that was on purpose or that is, yeah. I see what you're saying, yeah. And again, I don't, I don't know why they did that. The girl doesn't die by hanging. Nope. No one gets hung in this movie. Um, so instead of a slow burn, we're just seeing the ghost in daylight. A, good, um, a really good um, moment that sums it up is the letters... So there's a scene where she's in the kitchen um, and the letters on the fridge move to say, catch him and kill him. Yes. Now the way you would do this in any other movie is you would have her sitting there. You'd have her look at the fridge. You could see the letters were normal. She'd look away, do something, look back. They say, catch him and kill him. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you do something where like in the, the background out of focus, you see them move. The scene starts starts on a close-up of the fridge and the letters just cgi moving around starts that way mm-hmm. they don't even give you a chance to set up to set it up to be like look the letters are normal now they're bad they it's like they have no time to even slow burn the scenes like that's that's the only way it really feels like they were like they were like for some reason determined to make it under 90 minutes so they couldn't even like space out or pace the scares. So they just had to like cut to them. Like they would cut to things mo- already moving in the house. And it was like, what are you doing? Like, let us exist in the house for a second before the ghost stuff happens. Yeah. But they cut to it in progress. It was really weird. Um, the bathroom ghost, which again, they just show in bright light. Mm-hmm. He's like a gooey demon. Uh, and they just give him a close-up. <laughs> yeah, why not? And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's such it's such a incredibly bad instinct. And we see uh, the little girl, uh, the live little girl, Chloe Grace Moretz, drawing Abraham Lincoln, uh, Dick Cheese, like at the beginning of the film. And we mm-hmm. don't, we do not see this dude <laughs> until that final like fifteen minute reveal. Right. Which, I don't know. Like, if you're going to plant that a seed, it's it's just like they, they, be, they planted that thread and then forgot to ever come back to it. Oh, absolutely. Um, that he should have been the bathroom ghost, I guess. But they're all shitty. It's all shitty ghosts. So we, and so we've been seeing this little girl throughout the film. She might as well be another kid. She's not scary. She's just sitting there hanging out. We know it. She's harmless because we just constantly see her. And in the last half hour of the movie, they do what I thought was the wildest thing, which is they have 
the the mother go to i think the priest with the doll that the girl that her daughter's been holding right Mm -hmm. it's when the priest shows up yeah and the priest is like you don't understand she's like i think this doll belonged to the girl who lived in the house and he's like yeah but you don't understand she's like no i mean i assume they left it here and he's like no i was at that girl's funeral she was buried with that doll and they do this big creepy close-up reveal of like oh my god and it's like no shit we've been seeing the ghost like you can't have both things you know what i mean yeah like you can't be like oh it's a ghost it's like yeah we've been seeing it for the last 50 minutes and also like that's not scary anymore let's go over how this so okay so how this unfolds is the priest arrives at the house and comes inside the house and meets Kathy and the little girl and sees the uh, the doll and it zooms in on the doll. Right. And then it cuts to the priest and Kathy walking in the woods next to the house. And the priest explain, gives that story where he tells her that uh, the right. little girl was buried with that doll. And then it cuts to the priest back inside the house by himself ready to do the blessing for the get out scene. What, what yeah. the fuck is the what progression happened? of those events? Yeah. Well, again, none of it works. Like, again, well, it doesn't, Ryan it doesn't, gets it, ghost drowned, and they go to a doctor. The little girl jumps off a yeah. roof, and they go to a priest for some I'm reason. Just, uh, yeah, just uh, like basic things like that, where it's like yeah. just the the passage of time and the characters moving through the space doesn't make any sense. Like why no, not at all. would he come to the house, they would walk off into the forest without the girl, and then he would be he would come back to the house with Kathy and the kids nowhere in sight. It's just yeah, it's, because they it, needed to get the information out, but they needed the things to happen. The get out scene feels like they almost cut it. Yeah, like it. That, that's the thing. It feels like they were it's like, "Well, we so gotta mo- have it." It's so modular, like it doesn't connect to anything. Yeah, like they just hammered these three scenes together, and it's like they don't connect. Like, why are they teleporting around the house for this scene? Every choice, though, and going back to what I said at the start of this, every choice feels like it was designed to make it not scary. Like, they were, like, purposefully trying, they were, like, rebelling against movies. Yeah. Where they're like, no, give them a close-up. No, light them. Light them evenly and put the the ghosts, like, in lit areas so we can see them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. you know what? Don't 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 reveal that. Just cut to it. Just show it happening. Yeah, just the fucking ghost doing show it like as artlessly as possible. Yeah, as artlessly as humanly possible. Yeah, it is so baffling. And like, for for instance, the scene where the babysitter gets locked in the closet. In the original, it's just oh my god, she gets yes. locked in the closet. She's bashing on the door. The kids are nowhere to be found. She can't get out. The lights go out. She starts. Again, like the priest scene, most of what's happening is entirely just performance. It's this yeah. teenage girl getting progressively more and more hysterical as she's hammering on this door to the point where her hands start to bleed. And we're not seeing anything. It's just she's locked in this room and the lights are off and she can't right. open the door. The only thing we see is that she is clawing so desperately at the door that her hands are bleeding. In yeah. this version, she gets locked in the closet and the lights stay on. And the little girl ghost appears and smiles at her and grabs her hand and shoves her index finger into the bullet hole in her head. And talks to her. Speaks to her. And it was like, yeah. the moment ghosts are carrying out conversations, 
it, it's not scary anymore. It's well, it's just there, such a it, it, again, it's just it's taking this thing that was subtle and you know it's 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 a mediocre film, but it's like subtle and artful uh, in a, in a you know. And then this movie it's, is just as loud and obvious and dumb as possible. It's here's what it is: is that look at a film like The Babadook, where the Babadook is in the shadows, right, shrouded, showing up on the TV. Um, you don't clearly see it. Mm-hmm. Um, mysterious, the unknown, something we've known since I don't know forever, is scary. Um, and then look at what we do in the shadows, where the Babadook shows up there. Mm-hmm. And it talks, and it's lit well, and you can see it, and it's funny it's because funny. it's supposed to be. Yeah, um, that's what they're doing. Is that like, or like the Haunting of Hill House, where it's like, yeah, bent neck, bent neck ladies, you never see her face. She's shrouded. She's in the dark. This, they just show the ghost, like lit, talking, and like being like, let me show you something, and puts the girl's finger in its. So it's like it's not scary. You feel like you could punch the ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the opposite of scary, and, and for v- reasons that I think most people can understand. What's wild to me is why in the mid two thousands we didn't understand that. We it's, didn't understand it suddenly. It's I mean, it's Michael Bay has a lot to do with it, but there's you know, yeah. it's it's the the idea that you know. I don't know. Slow burn, slow burn horror movies tend to underperform uh, in terms of a, in terms of audience yeah. scores. Like there's this, and it's 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 hard to say which came first, but it's like I think we either filmmakers either decided that audiences had less patience, or audiences be, just started to have less patience. But you can't. I don't. You can't have one without the other. So I don't know. But it because just, here's the yeah. thing. Uh, I would I would argue that. This is a problem of the time, right? Yeah. Um, just for example, 2005 horror movies, um, The Skeleton Key, which is actually the, probably the on the better side, uh, The Fog. Oof. The fucking fog. The fog is uh, atrocious. Yeah. Uh, the Cave, I didn't see that. House of Wax. Also bad. Dark Water, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. These are all movies that, if you remember, are very unsubtle. Um, I think it came maybe from The Ring. From, like, that had success. So it was like, oh, let's just show the ghosts. You know what I mean? Like, I think that was part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think CGI. I think the fact that we could start doing things mm-hmm. with CGI, like having a little girl's head someone stick their finger in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, um, I think that caused it. Like we, we forgot that like, yeah, this isn't scary if you do it like this. Yeah. But I mean, even uh, like, I don't like who would be scared. Like I, even if you're making the argument that, um, well, audiences are less patient. It's like, nobody is scared by this. Right. Like if you right. do a big, loud, obvious thing over and over and over again, it's, it's not scary. <laughs> like yeah. it's just loud and obvious. Yeah. Like yeah, who was is. frightened by that guy getting knocked on his ass by a fistful of flies? Who yeah, who At was best, who was scared here's, by that? Here's the wild thing about that. At best it's a jump scare. And even as a jump scare, they don't do it right. No, it's hilarious it's not, when it happens. Yeah, and it, it also is kind of slow. It, like when it comes out, they don't do like, we're going to, ah, big sound. You know, they don't do that. Yeah. 
they don't do anything to make it scary. It, it's more like a comedic surprise than a horror surprise. <laughs> it really is played for and comedy. Again, almost. it feels like I, I guess you could like theorize that like I don't know maybe because it's post nine eleven and nobody wanted to actually be scared or something. Where it's like we were we were putting on the it was like bumper bumper bowling of horror, but even that doesn't feel right. Like that that, that no. Because there were good horror movies at the time. You know, there were movies like The Grudge, which was still unsubtle, but was done with talent. I think that's what it is, is I think even the good horror movies weren't subtle. Like, the movies coming out the year before was Dawn of the Dead, The Grudge, Saw, um, Secret Window, if you count that. Mm. Um, you know Bride I of uh, Seed of Chucky, Cursed. God damn, they sucked. Shudder, that's a good horror movie, but it's still, you know, it's just fine. Um, Yeah, I think it's just that horror movies, even the good stuff, wasn't subtle. So doing the bad stuff was even less subtle. Um, Man, it really sucked during this time. It was uh, pretty awful. Yeah. Yeah, like the best movie I've seen listed here is Shudder, I think. And that's that's not a fantastic movie. I don't even remember it, so... It's fun. a Japanese horror. It's The Japanese horror was good because they they knew, they knew still knew how to make it scary. Yeah. It was still not subtle. And we were coming off of that. Like, that's what it really comes down to, I think. Right, well, because um, that stuff, like stuff like The Grudge, you need to do things where it's like the scene where it comes out of the backpack and pulls her into the backpack. That's in The Grudge, too. But yeah. uh, like, if you're going to be, it has to be unexpected. And it was like, we just kept hitting the same loud, stupid drum over and over again in, right. in these it, movies. It also, that's the thing. It also has to be like, well shot. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's the bigger thing with the grudge. But ultimately in the grudge, you see the ghosts lit a lot. Yeah. Um, and so that's like not a great instinct that it just, they managed to make it work. There's a for lot, that genre. There's a lot of the sound it makes. There's a lot of elements there. There's a lot of elements, and um, how it's lit is actually part of what it makes it scary. I think that ghost. Yeah, and even the remake of The Grudge, they do certain things where, like, um, we don't have to get too much into it, but mm-hmm. like, there's a great the bus scene where she sees the reflection and it's the ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, what they do subtly in that scene is they add sounds that could be the ghost before. Yeah. So you get you get normal you get like used to the sounds. They have a bike going by and it sounds like the clicky yeah. like thing. So that's how they do it where it's like it truly shocks you because you keep expecting it and not getting it and so you you forget about it. Yeah. It's still just jump scares. Yeah. But it's well constructed. There's a way jump to do, Yeah, there's a way to do it so it's less cheap. Yeah. And that's what it was. The mid 2000s was a time of jump scares. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not subtle. Uh, so yeah, point is that this movie is the, uh, it, it's the lower, lowest of the low end of that yeah. to the point that at the end, the little girl is just, we, they, again, we ends on a close up of the dead little girl in the house and then she gets CGI pulled into the ground. She and sure like, does. Did you think that was scary? Because it's not, it's, it's very funny. Yeah. Like what? <sighs> <laughs> It's so weird that they thought just seeing things in full light. It's like 13 Ghosts is another example where you watch that movie and you're like, I wonder if they thought this was scary. 
at any point. There's no way. While making this movie. Yeah. It's just well-lit ghosts hanging out in a well-lit house. Uh, and they look ridiculous. That's <laughs> that's what this is on par with. Yes. Um, any other thoughts on this section? No. All right. We're nearing the end here. We want to talk about purpose. The evolution of what does this movie mean? I think, Tom, mm-hmm. the purpose of this movie was to remake another movie. Yes. the per- Yeah. Yes. It does not feel like... It feels like it actually, like... Because we talked about the original film being about, like, the fear of moving into a new house. Yeah. And, this, and, and you know, it's it's based... It's a lot of economic anxiety of, of, of trying to start a family is, if we, is yes. something we talked about, too. Because that's a big focus of a lot of the tension between yes. George and Kathy in the original. In this, it's a joke. In this, he's like, ah, let's sell one of the kids. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Um, that's all the time they, they spend yeah, on it. Yeah, they actually they actually erase the purpose of the first movie. Like I don't even remember the like black water in this. Is it in this? No, there's a little mold stain on one wall in the basement that he eventually right. knocks down and then it reveals the torture crypt. Torture church. Right. So they it seems like they purposefully take away the the point. Oh, I don't know film. that they purposefully did. I think they did it completely by accident because they yeah, the people yeah. making this movie had either no notion, no idea, or no respect for the, any of the themes yes. of the original. They were just like, let's remake this haunted house movie and make it big and loud and stupid and obvious. I wouldn't. I, I it's one of those where I wouldn't be surprised if the director hadn't seen the original. Sure. Um, it, it really it could be that. Um, that whole pilgrim they, subplot holy shit so fucked up like this is they thought by recreating the house that they had they're done yeah that was they're their, like, that was their the job house. they recreated the house and it's like based on a true story it's like you know like the original is bad about this too because it's it's all this is all based yeah. on an exploitative story written by two grifters but like the true part of the amityville horror is the defeo murders <laughs> So right. the fact that they play it like it, this this movie has so little to say that it takes the real life event and adds these weird caveats to it like this they was haunted by a pilgrim ghost. It's like no he fucking wasn't. Yeah, what the fuck like, are you doing? No, Why do you wasn't. need to have this weird lore? Yeah. Again, I feel like that's mid two thousands thing. They love doing. It's like that. They, they adding make like that, mythology. Yeah, and they make that little girl like their spooky mascot. She's like hanging by her neck in their bedroom. It's like you know that was a real person, right? It was a real. That's person. another. <laughs> that's another thing I wanted to talk about. This started around the late nineties, I think. In both good and bad movies, it's a weird instinct where they would make good ghosts and bad ghosts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like like um, 13 ghosts. We mentioned there's like a good ghost in that. Uh, Chris Kattan ghost in uh, House, House on Haunted Hill. Hill yeah. Where it's like they would have the ghost become heroic and like involved in it. And it's like that's the last thing you actually want. Because the point, the point is that the world of the dead is mysterious. Yeah. That's the point of all ghost movies is that there's a line that we can't get cross. And, and that... And it's scary behind that line. Right, because there's there's elements of it that are simply not going to ever make any kind of logical sense. There's a certain right. level of it that is wholly impenetrable to us because we are alive and they are dead. Right. And you look at someone like Mike Flanagan and the way he does it, where he'll spend 
Um, because Mike Flanagan does have good ghosts in his. He does. Um, so I want to I want to know. It's not a hard and fast rule. It's it's more of like you need to know why it's not good to have good ghosts generally, which is that mysterious aspect. And the way someone like Mike Flanagan does it is he still makes it where when you get he he chooses when you get to see what the afterlife is like. That's number one. He knows that once you cross that line things change the dynamic changes he also still makes it um mysterious after the fact where you still aren't quite sure why it's happening he also makes being a ghost scary as well Mm -hmm. so there's certain things that you can do to actually to to get that effect but generally speaking once there's a good ghost on your side helping you out it's not a it's not good it's not scary and it's bad it's not scary yeah it can be if you do it right, if you know what you're doing. But yeah, generally speaking, it's a bad instinct. Um, yeah, I, uh, this movie sucks. It's a terrible movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real piece of <laughs> shit. The only good thing it does is last for 89 minutes. Yeah, that was great. I loved that. I was a big fan of it's that. It's like almost as short as it could possibly be. Yeah, and still be um, a feature length film. But it is a film that's like. There's this is a waste. This film is a this waste. This is a waste of e- yes. It's a waste of time, it's a waste effort, of, energy, yep. money, everything. This is a everything. waste. This is a black hole of a movie. You know who should do a remake of this? Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. Yep. Yes. <laughs> That's the thing. The original film, like you said with the little girl where it's like they don't they're not respecting anything. Um they don't respect the, the, the what it means to be dead what that emotionally means, um, what it means that these are real people. Yeah. Um, I, I I honestly think if we can avoid making any more Amityville movies, that's probably for because the best. it's based on real things. It's for the best. It's for the best. But there, but yeah, but in terms of like this story, if this was just a purely fictional story, yeah, there are good ways to remake the original. It, that could actually exceed the original. That could be better. Right, because the original is very um, mediocre. Like we said, the original yeah. feels like a made-for-TV movie. It's very mediocre. Yeah, and it's it's a story that you could do that with. It's just, man, the mid-2000s, what a waste. Yeah, <laughs> this is a real piece of shit. <laughs> All right, let's get into payoff. This is where you decide which film is better. Uh, I mean, we've been saying we've been screaming yeah. it the entire time. The original, the original's better. The I original's mean, better. It's not a again very mediocre, but good God, just leaps and bounds ahead of this pile of trash. Yeah, like, I would say if you're into horror, there's a reason to watch the original. Yeah, there is no reason to. There's watch no. This there's film. nothing to be gained by watching this remake. No, it's just bad. Uh, but YouTube the the priest getting punched by flies, mm-hmm. and you're done. That's all you need because. It's not even funny. Like the movie isn't even funny. No, it's just it's, a, mu- it's just a bad movie. It's a it's annoyingly bad. Yes. It is frustrating and obvious and weird. Yeah. And 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 boring. Mm-hmm. Um so w- and and it's worst thing a bad movie can be is boring and this movie is boring. Yes. It's boring. It it seems to undermine its own horror mm-hmm. at every step. Every chance it gets. Yeah. It has no um, instincts. All of its instincts are wrong. All of its instincts are wrong. Yes. Just about. Just about. Yes. Oh, man. Can we be done? Are we done? We can be done. I was going to look up what movie we're doing next, but 
we can let people we can let people sit eh, in that no, suspense. Let's tell them. Let's Ooh, tell them. I know what it is. Let's tell them. What, what, you want to know? Yeah, let's tell them. The mummy. The fucking mummy. Oh, oh sweet. Fuck. Fuck. So are we watching? Oh. Okay, so are we comparing the '99 to the 2015, or are we comparing the Boris no. Karloff to the '99? Then yeah, the 1932. Okay, and the all right, all right. I'll fuck with that. Yeah, I like that better. Yeah, because that means we don't have to watch a bad movie. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's a more interesting comparison. Right, because those are. Two uh, I think good this films. is Doctor. Yeah, Doctor DNA did this. Yeah. That's a way more interesting comparison. Yeah. I'm so happy about that. Yeah. All right. That's fantastic. All right, so, so far, we've had an interesting spread. We had True Grit, where the remake and the original were very, very close. We've had this, where the remake and the original are very different. Uh, yeah. And one of them is bad, is like universally regarded as bad. And then we have yep. this set, where the two films are both uh, well-liked films. These are yeah. both considered classic films. It's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. So thank you, Dr. DNA, yeah. as always. Thank you so much. Um, this was done through our Patreon. And if you're interested, you can go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. For $5 a month, you get exclusive uh, podcasts such as Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama. Those are all available for $5 a month on mm. our Patreon uh, there's other tiers too, so you can just go on there and you can look around. Yeah, including a tier which lets you produce uh, your own podcast miniseries like this one. Um, like this like one. Like this one. Uh, about whatever you want. We got to do it. Them's the rules. Them's um, the rules. We also have a store. Head over to GameFlyUnemployed.com. You can find the link to our Teespring store where we have t-shirts, stickers, posters, uh, all kinds of cool stuff uh, with, with original artwork. It's fun. Fun shit. Check it out. Check it out. Check yeah, check yeah, it out. It's great. It's great. And don't watch the 2005 Amity. Do not. It's not. I mean, you, if you have HBO Max, it's there. Like, it's included. But, like, don't. But at what, what price? It'll still cost you 90 minutes of your life that you will yeah. not get back. No, you will not get that back. It will be it'll be your biggest regret. There's a a, 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 a a meme, a clip going around of of some some late night host making Michael Shannon watch uh, uh, react to memes uh, of his own face, and at the end, Michael Shannon says, "You know, I don't get this time back, right?" And yeah. I want you to but keep we get that, that in time. mind. Uh, if but you're we get that time. Go watch that instead. That's true. If you're considering watching the 2005 Abney Mill Horror, I want you to keep Michael Shannon saying, you know, I don't get this time back, right? In your mind. I mm -hmm. want you to hold on to that image. And keep him in your heart. And in your heart, yeah. He will keep you safe. Yeah, he will. Uh, Bless him. From the puritanical pilgrim ghost. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. Yep, we're done. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That's not my fault, I'm just stating a fact. This guy changes his own motor oil, that's okay, but trashing it here is not, it's not! Ugh.